Welcome to HopeNet Radio, connecting generations to save lives from destructive lifestyles and suicide. Suicide was definitely something that was on my mind a lot. I wanted the pain of life to just stop. My dad is kind of verbally abusive, and he's also a workaholic. When I was hanging around with a bad group, I got raped. I was angry with God for the longest time. A couple weeks ago, my cousin hung himself. I really need to get closer to God. I just slipped so far. HopeNet Radio. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome to HopeNet Radio, the show where conversations save lives. It's so good to have you with us tonight on the show. Jeff and DW, your hosts, join the conversation on Twitter right now. We're at HopeNet360 or HopeNet Radio. You can use the hashtag HNRTB and get in on the conversation. So, uh, guys, are you guys ready for a great conversation tonight? Uh, we are. Oh, we are. yeah. And you can use the pound sign, too. The pound <laughs> sign. Hashtag. Oh, yeah, that too. Hashtag. You know, is that kind of like potato, potato? Were we talking about that? I mean, hashtag and pound sign? I think so. I think we were talking about the difference between a sweet potato and a yam. Yeah. And and what is the difference? It's like tomato and tomato. Thanks. That helps me. I'm going to write that down so I really know that in the future. That doesn't make any sense, Jason. Things in life don't always have to make sense. Is there another pronunciation for peeps? Peeps and pepes. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> da, da, da. Uh, <laughs> pepe, is, isn't that that skunk? I mean, <laughs> Pepe Le Pew? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I didn't know his last name because I don't speak French. Oh. I, no, don't do it. Pepe Le Pew, what? Pepe Le Pew. Pepe Le Pew. Yeah, yeah remember him? Yeah, uh, he, I don't yeah. think he eats peeps. <laughs> I, I, well, maybe he did, and that's why we never hear him anymore. Know. I don't know. Why does anyone listen to us? We're talking about nonsense here. I, I have true. no idea. Look yeah. at what you started, Jeff. I know Looney Tunes. It just it all it all broke loose here. Where where is the order in the show? There is none. Why do we like cartoons and that kind of thing? I, I think they they give us a break from the craziness out there. And when you're doing a cartoon, you can do things that are politically incorrect that are funny. Oh, absolutely. Because it's a cartoon. Yep. You know, I mean, you could never do it in real life. I've been. But, uh, yeah. My son's been into Tom and Jerry lately. Oh, they're you politically know, and, incorrect. And, I mean, we're talking, what, filmed in, like, 1940s yeah. or something? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, they're hilarious. Yep. Yes, they are. You know, it, it is great e- entertainment for adults. Yep. If you haven't watched <laughs> Tom and Jerry in a while, just go back and check it out. There's, there's some good stuff in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we need to get back to that era. Sometimes life feels like it's on the, the mouse wheel a little bit. But anyway, this is the show where conversations save lives. And the point of this show, if you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in and being part of the conversation with us. It, it is a show that conversations save lives. We do this show uh, for teens, young adults, parents. You guys get some perspective on life. Sometimes life gets crazy and it seems like it's out of control. And on the show, we really try to give some kind of sanity, some kind of hope that can carry you through that. We talk about faith. We talk about life. We talk about difficulties, uh, things that aren't always common, commonly talked about among people. So uh, you get a perspective on that. Anytime tonight, if you're going through something, if you need to talk to somebody live, you can go and chat with the live coach right now at HopeNet360.com. They're there around the clock, and they're there to give some perspective, to listen to you, to encourage you, and all that. And tonight, our conversation is going to continue on this theme of order and bringing order into moments of chaos. Um, over the last couple of weeks, you guys have probably seen the headlines, and I think every day there's some kind of dysfunction or disorder that's going on around the world, and lately it's been Baltimore, and a few months ago it was Ferguson, and we see these chaotic scenes on the news, and, and we see destruction, we see uh, so many people that are doing things that are just absolutely evil, and it's just, it's chaos. I think there are so many of us that don't necessarily live our lives in that kind of a chaos, but there is chaos that's going on in our our own lives in some way, shape, or form. And uh, I'm wondering your thoughts. Have you guys been in moments in your life where you just feel like things are absolutely chaotic? You know, I have. This stuff you're talking about, Jeff, is amazing to me that we're even watching this stuff and go through it as a nation. It, it isn't new. I mean, I grew up in the 60s. There was always somebody protesting something and, and, and looting stores. And even back then, you're trying to figure out, how does this solve anything? How does, how does going nuts and, and being totally unruly and beating somebody up and how does it solve anything that, that's wrong? And, and it really doesn't. So it, it's almost like let's abandon all reason and let's abandon all order and let's abandon any hope of talking like mature adults about anything and just do what we feel like for a moment. 
And what you end up with is, is craziness, like you, you saw in Ferguson Streets and what you see in Baltimore. The interesting thing to me also about this is that in moments of chaos, so there was some kind of there's some kind of anger or some kind of frustration that was building, and it kind of came to a boiling point. And the way that we respond naturally to chaotic situations is sometimes with more chaos. Like we don't naturally right. respond with let's bring order to this. Instead, it's like, well, this is already chaotic. So why don't I just jump in and get chaotic, get crazy with it? And, and we don't even think anymore about it. We don't think rationally about it. Confused people act confused. Hmm. I mean, look at the news recently. Let me just throw some things. Jason, let, Jeff, let me, let me just throw some things and ask if this makes any sense. Bruce Jenner. Doesn't make any sense. All right. You know, if you're following that story, it's like, you know, here's what I don't understand. The, the gender of an individual has to do with their physical characteristics, not their mental characteristics. Yeah. Am I right or am I wrong here? I mean, and there's an order to it. There's, there's a certain way people look. There's a certain way they, 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 that God gives them when they're born. They are, you know, a male has certain uh, organs attached to them. They have testosterone. They have, so they're different in that. So, so that's how we define it. To be able to sit there and say, I'm not really male, but I, I have all the male parts. And then you have little children and they get confused. As yeah. to what's going on. That's all. And, and so there's confusion there. Then we act confused. Right. When, when I was a, a young man, if a little girl liked to do things that guys like to do when I was a boy, we called him a tomboy. Yeah. And I knew that well because my best friend probably growing up was a tomboy. So we, we went out. We climbed trees. We threw rocks at people. I mean, you know, things little boys did. She liked it too. One day she turned into a girl. We didn't do that anymore. She used to have a Barbie. No, you know, and, and I had a, a, a G.I. Joe and I used to mug her Barbie, you know, I mean, it, it, that kind of stuff with G.I. Joe, just, you know, throw her off cliffs and stuff like that. And she was OK with that. So one day she was dressing them up and it was all over. You know, I mean, so that's OK. Just because we have moments where we think a, a little differently doesn't mean that we're not a male or a female. I mean, that doesn't make any sense. I, I've seen the headlines of Bruce Jenner, and I, I didn't really get a whole lot into that story. But we see these kinds of things happen every day. No, it's just confusing. It is it's confusing. confusing. When, and that's what a lack of order is. It's confusing. See, you can say to people, this is right for you. We might come up and say uh, something like that abortion is right or wrong. And someone could say, you know what? It's right for you, but it's not right for me. And you're sitting there thinking, wait a minute there's no way that we can have a discussion on right and wrong because there's no order to the conversation. Mm -hmm. If I do what's right in my own eyes, if all I want to do is express what I think and what I feel, then there's no absolutes that we can talk about. Mm -hmm. And if there's no absolutes, then nobody's right and nobody's wrong. So, so now we've got a problem. And then you add this to all of the news stories of transgenders or homosexuality or, or you add it to the news stories of, of, of Ferguson and Baltimore and, and you add race to it and you add, you know, before you know it, you have this total chaotic mess that yeah. we're in with no absolutes to actually judge anything by. And, and that leads to more chaos, not order. Does that make sense? It does. And I, I think the big question there is, it's more of the punishment. How should we respond when someone acts out of order, as it were? You know, what? how do we respond in a situation like Baltimore where people are throwing rocks at businesses and, and damaging public property or personal property? And uh, and what's the punishment for that? I mean, we have, a, we have situations across our nation where you've got overcrowding in our penitentiaries. And I, this is a bigger debate, but I'm just kind of thinking out loud. I mean, one of the, well, one of the arguments, I mean, one of the things that we're talking about is, well, what's the punishment for that sort of action? I mean, should there be, when you talk about abortion, I'm, I'm totally a pro-life person. I, I don't agree with abortion. That's just my stance. Uh, it's not a political thing. It's, it's a personhood thing. I think every person has dignity and we need to respect that and honor that and do everything we can to protect life. Um, but do we do we prosecute somebody for having an abortion? Do this, you know, These I, are some I, of the complicated questions of our day. Right. And, and that's an order question too, Jeff, because, see, there's an order God gave us. He gave us an order. You be committed to another person, get married to him, enjoy the sexual union, and there'll be a child conceived in, a, in an environment where they can be taken care of. Mm-hmm. Now, if we're going to go out of that order, right. we're going to have chaos, and then we've got all these questions to answer right. because – it wasn't meant to be that way. So we got all these questions now. Yeah. If we would do it the way it was meant to be, in the order it was meant to be, we wouldn't have the questions. 
But since we're not, we've got the questions. And that's my point. And we're going to have to talk about that the rest of the show. Yeah. Oh, I would love to hear your thoughts tonight. If you're on Twitter, use the hashtag HNRTV. I'm not looking for you to, to agree or disagree with the things we talk about on this show. What we're after is just having an honest conversation about what's going on in our world. So share your thoughts right now on Twitter. You can also email us at hope at hopenet360.com. And the conversation will continue here on HopeNet Radio. Are you hurting? Stressed out? Need somebody to talk to? Chat with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at HopeNet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. Jeff, DW, Jason here on the show where conversations save lives, man. We had a lot of fun in that first segment. I think we pretty much offended any person that we possibly could. Uh, I don't think that was my intention, but uh, it was kind of fun to talk about. Why would anyone be uh, offended when we talk about a lack of order and use real illustrations? I mean, don't you ever think, here's, here's what I wish would happen a little bit. I wish that we could drop a little bit of the political correctness so we could actually communicate. Right. You know, it's hard to communicate, isn't it? When you can't say what you're saying and, and you got to pretend that you're saying what you're saying and hope they got what you're saying even exactly. though you're not saying it. <laughs> and that's what gets us to where we are now is that, you know, there's a lot that we want to talk about because we never talk about it because we think it's the wrong thing to do and then it just never gets talked about. And then when it does bring up, we're like, oh, they talked about it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that it, makes it, any sense. But. Yeah. Well, you know what? It, it's, it's like this. If you said something to me, uh, Jason, um, and I said, I am offended and I go nuts, you, you won't say it again. Right. Well, how are we going to talk about it now? Right. We'll never talk about it because I just shut you up. Yeah. And, and, and I think it's important that we're able to do that. I, the, the main point I was making in the last segment was very simple. I think our children are growing up confused. And they're confused because of the lack of understanding who God is and that there's an order to the universe, there's an order to life. And they're confused because if they watch the news at all, uh, uh, let's say a little eight-year-old girl, you know, is marriage important? I don't know. Her mom's out cheating on this guy. Dad's out cheating during her, her second marriage. Uh, it, she watches the news and you got, you know, Bruce Jenner saying certain things and you've got homosexual marriage on the agenda. And I'm thinking people are confused. And, and, and confusion never leads to peace. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. And so yeah. what we're trying to do is sort out the confusion and say, let, let's not be confused anymore. Can we be honest with people? and let them know that we care about them, we could disagree with something. Let, let's say this, Jason, let's say that you came in and you are applying for a job and I'm the boss. Okay. And on your forehead you have tattooed, down with authority. Yep. You, you have gauges in your ear and a bone in your nose. Yep. All right? Now, you're, you have freedom to do all that. Go ahead. I am not going to go after you for that. Yep. I am not hiring you either. Right. You might say, you're discriminating. I could do all the work. You, you might be able to. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Because of political correctness, I won't even tell you why. Right. I'm just going to say other people are more qualified than you. Mm-hmm. Now, in a good world where I could give you order, I would say, you know what, Jason? Can I help you here? Because I want you to get a job in the future and be a part of something. Mm-hmm. You could lose the bone while you're working anyway. I, you probably should do that. Yeah. Uh, the gauges, I don't know, one way or the other. I don't know if anyone cares, you know. But the the idea of having a tattoo on your head that says down with authority, you know, that probably isn't going to work well. Yeah. So y- you need to wear a hat or something or, you know, a do-rag or something. I, I, I don't know. But I'm just trying to help the person. Right, right. You know, but because of political correctness, you can't. Right. And And they'll leave saying, yeah, I don't know why I can't get a job. No, you don't because the guys aren't telling you. Mm-hmm. And if, if they didn't have to be politically correct, they would tell you. Mm-hmm. But because of they're afraid of lawsuits, they're afraid of people being angry, uh, coming back with a gun and shooting them. I mean, it, they just don't say anything. They say, oh, you're a wonderful person. We'll let you know. Right. Now, as an educator, that bugs me because I would love to help young people be successful. Not that I know how to do it all the time, but you need a, a, an atmosphere where you can be honest and, and talk about things. So when I mention a Bruce Jenner or anything else, I, you know, I wish him well in life. I, I hope he meets God and that he gets things, you know, uh, with God straightened out. And I'm saying that people are confused because of what he's doing. Yeah. And, and I do believe that God made him a certain gender and that he needs to accept that. Right. Uh, and that he's not. And, and that's where people may disagree with me. But I, I don't think gender has anything to do with 
how we think about ourselves. I think it has to do with our physiology, and that's already predetermined. Right. Yeah. So I think that's an interesting point that you bring up, Dave. You know, as we as we try to promote conversations, even on the show, I think a lot of times we're afraid to. Because of that, you know, and, and whenever we're confused, you know, we keep talking about this confusion and, and lack of order. You know, those are the things that, that we then want to talk about, whatever the issue is, you know, whether it's homosexuality, whether it's abortion, whether it's gender changes, whether it's, you know, this, that or the other. The reason that we want to talk about them is because in our mind, we're confused. Right. That's the key there. The more that we can open up ourselves to talk about these things that cause confusion, the more then we can dialogue and say, right, what is what is the truth behind this? Right. Mm. And, and that's the key. It's interesting to watch little young people, young, young people, because they can be honest and you just smile at them. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's all. When I was teaching school, I happened to get married while I was teaching school and, and I invited my class. They were amazed. Like, you have a real life. You're really getting married. I mean, if you ever remember when you're yeah. in fifth grade or something, it's like the oh, teacher yeah. is real. They eat lunch. Right. Or you, you know see what them I mean? at the store. Or yeah. It's like, like wow, they're, they're a real person. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other day, I, I run it. My wife and I work at a youth club at our church, and I was in the bathroom. I was going to the bathroom at one of the, and a little boy walks in and he goes, You go to the bathroom too? <laughs> you know, and he just looked at me, and I'm thinking, Yes, I do. You know, it, it's like you can't get mad at a child for just expressing childlikeness, hmm. yeah. you know? They wonder about, boy, you're the guy in charge and you go to the bathroom too. Wow, that's like so normal. Mm-hmm. Y- yeah. You know, and all I do is grin and talk to them. It's like, yep. Yeah. You know, I mean, sometimes what we do is we're so reactionary. We, right. we, we think, well, I'm insulted by what you just said or how dare you think. No, it's not the way it is. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, to understand something that's going on in our society is we've become people that love the darkness and hate the light. And we talk about dysfunction and we talk about disorder that's going on in our world, chaos that's happening around our country and in our own towns, in our own states. And, you know, we don't have to look very far to see examples of dysfunction and disorder. It seems very common in our world today. And there's a reason for it. We're going to talk more about that in the show tonight. But one thing that the media likes to do, and I'm not going to play into this as much. The hard thing about talking about things like Baltimore or Ferguson is when I say those words or those names of those cities, naturally you're going to think about all the dysfunction that you saw in it. And you may not see other stories of pastors coming together with local leaders and law enforcement and other mission people that are so, they're kingdom minded. They're not about you know the headlines and all that and about making their own name. So we only see a snippet of it, but the media likes to glorify the dysfunction and you know sell the dysfunction and make it look like that's normal. And then we get to stigmatize things that are right. One of the things that we saw in Baltimore that was kind of trending around Facebook was this mother who identified her 16-year-old son in a crowd of people throwing rocks at law enforcement and you know other cars and stuff and damaging property and, and threatening safety, really. And she came up and just started pummeling on him. It was kind of, I mean, in a way it was humorous. In a way it was kind of like you wish that was almost like every mom in Baltimore that would just kind of come around and say, hey, we got we to gotta stop this. But she was an example of a mom who showed love and care for her son, even though it came in in a way that was like, get you know, get out of here, and it wasn't. It didn't look loving. You know what I mean? Yeah. And sometimes to bring order into a situation like chaos, you've got to come in. You know, really with a strong perspective, and and really make a significant change in life. And that's what we talked about last week: is how to make a significant change last in life. And we're seeing. It's just chaotic situations. I think tonight we got to talk about how to bring order into a moment of chaos. That mom was doing the right thing. I wish more moms would have been out there and, and, and talking to their kids. And it's, it's interesting. She saw her son contributing to the chaos. Here's what we know for sure. If you're going to live in the middle of chaos, craziness, it'll have to be stopped because nothing good comes out of that. And, and if you're in the middle of it, it's, good, it's a good chance that someone has to stop you to, to get things back into order. Mm-hmm. And the mom knew that. Mm-hmm. Regardless of your color, I, you know, whatever race you are, whatever ethnic background you are, it's going to be the same thing. If you're going to be out there contributing to chaos, somebody will have to bring it back to order because we can't live in chaos. We can't do that. Mm-hmm. And, and there's not a society anywhere that can. So if you want to cause chaos, get ready. There will be a fight to get it back into order. There is ways to do these things orderly, and we should embrace those ways. Yeah. You know, justice and peace, all these things, the things that we we look for in our own lives, joy, happiness, 
Rarely do those things come out of chaos. They're rooted in something else. You can be in a chaotic situation and still have joy. You can be in the midst of a chaotic situation and still be happy or still be at peace. But it's not going to be in the situation. It's going to be in something else. So we're going to talk about that more as we go on in the show. Remember, you can download every podcast of HopeNet Radio right now on the HopeNet Radio podcast. Go to HopeNet360.com slash podcast. Subscribe. The conversation will continue here on HopeNet Radio. We're connecting parents with their teens in real conversations that save lives. HopeNet Radio on Q90FM. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. Join us on the tweet back right now. Use the hashtag HNRTV if you're on Twitter. And tonight we're talking about order and dysfunction, chaos, disorder, and we'd love for you to be a part of the conversation with us. You can also send us an email if you want to be a little bit more anonymous to hope at hopenet360.com. That is our email, hope at hopenet360.com. So uh, some, you know, interesting conversation, you know, the mom in Baltimore, uh, you know, even though it depicted a mom, it might be a little bit not politically correct. I think the mom responded out of love for her son and she did some interviews and we posted some of those videos under our show notes right now at hopenet360.com about how she didn't want her son to be another casualty, you know, someone who was killed in a response from the police department. I mean, when you start throwing rocks and bricks at buildings and people, that's not usually a good thing. That just kind of contributes to the chaos and the disorder. And in moments of chaos, it's hard to really fathom what it means to have order. Sometimes chaos can just carry people away and, and even crowds. We get caught up our own selves. We get caught up in a crowd of people or in some kind of a movement. And sometimes it can kind of blind our rational thinking. And we see that often times and times again, it can be at work. It can be in our school. It can be wherever. I just, I remember being in high school there were a bunch of students. Uh, apparently, the school decided to raise the school lunch, the cost of school lunch, buying lunch. I think it was like two, it must have been like 250 to like 270 or 275, you know, kind of insignificant. And a bunch of students were like, oh, this is crazy. And all of a sudden, there was like this movement around the campus to boycott the lunch because they're raising prices on lunch. So we did that one day. And uh, once you know it, the next day, they didn't have enough food for all the kids that wanted to eat lunch that day. <laughs> and so it just, it kind of worked, worked in re- well. Yeah, it worked really, really well. And, uh, you know, it was, we laugh about it now, but in the moment it was like, well, we're really sticking it to them. And then we get to the next day and it's like, well, no, oh, they really, they really got us. I ate some humble pie there for lunch. Yeah, you know, let, let me read a scripture passage to you. Can I do that? Yeah. It, it, Proverbs 26, starting with verse five, it says, answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own eyes. Whoever sends a message by the hand of a fool cuts off his own feet and drinks violence. Like a lame man's legs which hang useless is a proverb in the mouth of fools. Like one who binds the stone in a sling is one who gives honor to a fool. Like a thorn that goes into the hand of a drunkard is a proverb in the mouth of a fool. Like an archer who wounds everyone is one who hires passing a fool for a drunkard. Like a dog that returns to his vomit is a fool who repeats his folly. Do you see a man wise in his own eyes? There's more hope for a fool than for him. Hmm. I, I mean, th- that's just an interesting passage. Like I, the, the picture I like in there the most is it, you bind a stone into the slingshot and then try and shoot it. It's like, oh, that's useful. You know, you, what a waste of time. Why right. did you bind it into the slingshot? Like, we get so enamored with ourselves. We want the whole world to revolve around us. And, and, and if it revolves around us, there is no order. We're trying to make the order in the wrong order, if that makes sense. I'm trying to make mm-hmm. it around Dave. Right. And, and if I try and do that, I have to reestablish everything. The whole world is not on the same page with me, so I have to, need, I have to need make the whole world around Dave. And, and since it isn't, I have to work at that all my life, and that's pretty tiring because I'll never get there. Mm-hmm. The whole world is really around God, and it's ordered, if that makes sense. Um, I think it's, it's important to understand Many people, the Bible has analogies. There's a wide road and a narrow road. There's a, there's a wide gate and a narrow gate. It never is the wide considered correct. Mm. I wonder why. You know, the other image in there that, that I always think of is where the, the dog returns to its vomit. You know, as we've been talking about this confusion stuff, like a lot of times, like when people do stuff, it like doesn't make sense. Right. You know, even most recently with this Baltimore thing, you see people looting and, 
You know, they have that was going on in the sixties. You know, you know, and, and so you, it's just like, why would they do that? You know, you're 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 not agreeing with this. You're you're stealing, really. Yeah. How does that? You know, and so it's it's much like that that image that's painted there in that proverb. You know, where a dog returns with vomit. It's like you look at a dog when it does that, which I've seen before, and it's just like, huh. Yeah, really? Why, why are you doing sense? that? Yeah, it's like, if you knew what you were doing, you wouldn't be doing that. Yeah. You know, and I think that's so true in our lives sometimes that sometimes we get so caught up in a crowd, what we call the mob rule, yeah. you know, where we're not really thinking about what we're doing anymore. We're just following the chaos. Okay, well, let me ask you this. Does the dog think it's right? I don't know. I, I He must. He must. He must think it's any, right. Any Otherwise, dog psychologist out there that can give us a ring or something? But I don't know. Like, the dog must think that what he's doing is proper is proper right otherwise he wouldn't be eating his own vomit uh, you know? so it takes someone from the outside right exactly. to say stop that well it's so interesting we get so convinced i, I look at it from the point of you know, me returning my own vomit i don't know that i would do that but somehow along the way we can you know do things right we can make changes in our life we talked about this last week making a change in our life and then you get to a point in that process where you've made a change. You no longer, maybe you're not addicted to something anymore. You're not addicted to pain kills or alcohol or specific kinds of drugs or whatever, pornography. And so you've made changes and you think, well, I'm okay. I'll never, I'm never going to struggle with that again. And so you kind of take the blinders off. You take the, the decision-making stuff that you put into place, the choices and the, the safeguards. You take those out of place and you just say, you know, I can go to a concert. I can go to this situation, this circumstance. I can hang around with these friends again. And in a way, it was like, well, you just brought yourself back to that place and you've just become so deceived that you're okay now. And, and we need to we need to have safeguards in order to have order in our life. And those aren't always – this isn't a fun conversation to have to say, you know, just because you've made decisions and made some choices in life to change for the better – that you can take off those safeguards now because you're you're okay. You're going to be okay. Yeah. You'll be fine in those situations. Don't worry about those things. Yeah, you know, Paul actually addresses that in the Christian community. How important the group is to help somebody get better and not contribute to the problem. He talks about it in terms of eating meat offered to idols. Basically, you know, the meat is nothing. He says actually, meat means nothing, and it means nothing to God. I, I mean, who cares? But it actually meant something to a group of people who used to worship that meat and worship in a different way. And, and what the Apostle Paul said was, if you are somebody who knows that that meat bothers another person, then don't eat that meat. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was very simple. And, and really, I look at it the same way. The, the group that you're in should be contributing to the goodness of life and to the health of life. Yeah. And if not, you're in the wrong group mm-hmm. at that point. Let's say you wanted to quit smoking. Let's say you're a smoker and you wanted to quit smoking, but all your friends smoke. You know how hard it's going to be for you to quit? Oh, you're Never going to do it. No, your friends need to help you. Yeah. And, and, and your friends might be saying, I don't want to quit. No, right. because the world revolves around it. See, what we do, if we listen to the order that God gave us, what we do is we adjust our lives for the good of others right. around us. So if, if I'm doing something, if Jason said, you know, I'm really trying to avoid sugar, well, then I will not bring donuts into the studio just because I can eat them. What I want to do as a friend is contribute to Jason's well-being and, and in that process, I'm able to adjust my life so that things go the way that they should be for you and for me. Does that make sense? No, that makes absolute, absolute sense. Once again, drawing on that, just like you were saying, you know, I think knowing that and knowing those influences in our lives helps us then see the value of order and the value of being intentional about the way that we do things. You know, mm-hmm. Because in order for you to watch out for me, you have to be intentional yeah, about Yeah, but it's that. group order. It's right. group order. Right, I mean, exactly. that's, why, that's why we have stop signs. Exactly. I mean, we can't just go through every intersection whenever we feel like. We, we have to have order or we're going to have chaos, and the chaos is going to be painful because people are going to hit each other and kill each other. Yeah. Right, right. You know, and it's a group effort. Right. You know, you can't have order if there wasn't order outside of you. Right. You know, you could try all you want. You know, if you want order, you know, like you said, even stop signs, you can stop all you want. But if there's no order for anybody else to stop, they're going to ram right into you. Right. And so it's kind of on a, on a personal level and on a greater level. And without it, you know, it's just all going to fall apart. Yep. You know. And the one thing that stands out to me is when we talk about crowds and not following after the ways of these crowds, the thing about crowds is sometimes there's a leader, a person, like a physical leader of these crowds and sometimes there's a spiritual movement of crowds like and i'm not saying necessarily just like godly movement but like 
there are spiritual things. There's like a, a spirit of the age, so to speak, that these movements kind of they ebb and flow based on that. And it's not maybe one specific leader. There might be kind of pinpointed leaders along the way, you know, with personalities. But you have to admit there's got to be a spirit that's kind of guiding this as well. And so in the second half of HopeNet Radio, I'd like to talk more about that, how these crowds move, and how it's so important as a person, as an individual, that we analyze how we're being led and, and what we're following after and chasing after. We know it's not good to live in isolation, but then we've also got to realize it may not always be good to follow the crowd and follow just the way that things are going, maybe even trends of this world, because that could even be dangerous. So join the conversation with us on Twitter right now. Use the hashtag HNRTB. It's the HopeNet Radio tweet back. The conversation will continue here on HopeNet Radio. Feel like nobody cares? We do. HopeNet360.com has an online crisis chat line powered by Groundwire. A live coach is available to talk right now at HopeNet360.com. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome to the second half of HopeNet Radio. Jeff, DW, and Jason here, your hosts on the show. Be a part of the conversation with us. You can shoot us an email anytime at hope at hopenet360.com or jump on the tweet back. You can use the hashtag HNRTB on Twitter. We'll get your message. And we'll respond to every message. We'd love to hear your thoughts tonight. Kind of an engaging conversation talking about order, dysfunction, disorder, bringing order in the midst of chaos. And I think every day on the news, we can just watch for 20 minutes, if that, maybe even five minutes, and just see examples after example after example of chaos and disorder and dysfunction and the fruit of living with disorder and dysfunction and frustration and all that. And we see this all the time. And Dave, kind of open up the conversation. I'm wondering if you have any thoughts in, in talking about some of these movements, some of the things that kind of come up in our culture, that they're not just physical things. They're not just people that are moving these things along, these ideas or these movements of people or right. the riots, whatever. So a lot of times it's a spiritual side of it that's driving this as well. Do you see that? Oh, I do. And you know what? I wanted to ask Jason even about that because you're in Northern Ireland, correct? Yep. yep. Was there chaos over there, over religion and, and Protestant Catholics? and I mean, address that a little bit. Is that Was the chaos of God? No, I mean, you look at it, and it was people that had their own opinions. You know, when you, at the core of it, it really had nothing to do with religion. If anything, the, the term Catholic and the term Protestant were more political than anything. You know, but really all you had is two groups of people that disagreed on something and wanted to you know, enforce their beliefs on others. And so th- their way of solving that was blowing each other up. Yeah. And, and did that solve anything through the years? Absolutely not. It just created hardship. It created pain. It created, you know, all this stuff. And eventually it came to the point, you know, where they're like, all right, we just need to call this quits because we're not getting anywhere. Yeah. And, and did the Crusades ever solve anything? No. No. To say, you know, we need to be Christian or we'll cut your head off or you need to be Muslim or we'll cut your head off. Is that ever going to solve anything? mm no, yeah. see, what, what we don't understand is we keep going back to a card that we can't play. Right. You know, it, it, look at, and, and really, what I see in life is that we're not addressing the real issue. There's a God. He's a God of order. Mm-hmm. I'm not him. There's a way things were made. Now, all of a sudden, I'm talking about order. And then there's Satan. He is the king of deception, lies, and disorder. Yeah. When, when, when things are disorderly, I don't care where they are, you you're confused and you don't know what to do and you spend more time. I, I don't know about you. The other day I was in my garage and and I was looking at my garage and you know what? I grew up in an era where you had a bunch of these little plastic things with drawers and you put all kinds of screws in there and you know so if anything ever happened ever anywhere you would have a part. Right. My garage was a mess. I mean really I looked at it. If, if I had to find a nut I'd go buy one because by the time I would go through all that stuff I wouldn't know it would take me days to find a nut. Did you ever get the feeling where you just look at it and you get tired? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, it wasn't like I looked at it and got energized. I looked at it and got tired. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, what is that feeling from? It's from having total disorganization. Even though you got all the parts. Right. Nothing was organized. So I went nuts. I actually went and I told Linda, my wife, I said, you know what? I need to get, and she helped me. She's gifted at organizing. She should have a degree in containers, you know, and stuff. (laughs) She knows how to do it. 
So now if you come in my garage, there are none of those drawers up anymore. Everything's in a cabinet. Everything's in its place. I walk in. Guess what? I'm not tired. I, I'm not tired just looking at the walls mm-hmm. anymore. I'm energized. Right. I know where everything is. You know what I had to do? I had to get rid of a bunch of junk. Stuff I have not touched in about 10, 15 years right. was sitting in drawers. I had to take it and dump it in a garbage can. And while I'm doing it, I'm going, I may need this someday. You know what I'm doing? I'm, I'm trying to preserve the chaos. Mm-hmm. Right. Why was I trying to preserve chaos? It was driving me nuts. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to keep it. Finally, I can tell you, I can walk in my garage, and I'm fine. I feel good about being there. And, and for a couple of years now, it's been driving me nuts when I walk in there. Likewise, computers. I don't know. Computers are actually organized. Files. If somebody here at camp or somebody asks, can you give me this file? It's like, ah, go into panic mode. Why? Oh, I got it. Somewhere. But it's not organized. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's in chaos. Yeah, yeah. You just drove me nuts. And you know what? I'm driven nuts now. Now, there have been times where I've, I've opened the computer and I've looked at it and I go, same feeling with the garage. I, I got to get this cleaned up, man. Mm-hmm. I, I finally went and I, here's how I cleaned it up. I, I went all one way. I went all Apple. I mean, and, and I said, I don't care if there's a better mail program out there. I don't care if there's better anything. I'm going with the Apple program. I'm doing this. And why? I want to keep it simple. One computer. It's going to be a laptop. I'm going to bring it here. I'm going to bring it there. I don't want more than one. All of a sudden, it's like my garage and I feel better. Mm-hmm. I know where things are at. Life is that way. And it's Satan's old trick. If I just want to be about Dave Wager and I just, you know, if I want someone to clean up after me and watch after me and have no, you know, kuna matata in life and just, it, I don't have to do anything. It, it turns into chaos. It turns into a mess. And then I can't find anything. And then later in life, my life is a mess. Right. You need to straighten that out by going backwards and beginning to understand that in life there's a pattern here. Yeah. It's been all the way from the beginning of time, but there's a pattern. Yeah. When you, you start to live disorderly, you start to drift from your purpose. You start to drift from God. You start to have life. You look at it, and you're tired looking at it. Mm-hmm. it God didn't mean it that way. Right. Life is pretty simple, actually. And when you make it simple again, you can find things. Like, I know when my marriage isn't good, I know why. Dave Wager is living in sin. I need to confess that. All of a sudden, my marriage goes better. Mm-hmm. You know, wait a minute. What if? No, you know what? You're going to make it complicated. you got stuff laying all over the place. I'm not going to leave it confused. There's a way that God made marriage. I'm going to live within it. I'm going to find it and live within it. Yeah. There's, there's a way that you can live an organized, detailed life that you're not always running. You're not always tired. Right. You're not always, you know, does that make sense? Absolutely. And I think, you know, going off of what you were just talking about, the key behind it is that when you actually have order in your life, you, you enjoy it more. That's what we miss. You know, sometimes we cling to the chaos because we think that's how we can best enjoy life, you know, is by embracing the chaos or, or you know, but when, even in the examples you used, you know, once you brought order to it, it took away that that reservation that, yeah. man, I don't want to face this. And you were just able to enjoy it. You know, and even just thinking about different things that I do in my life, when I have order to it, you know, whether it be in my day with a schedule, whether it's, you know, keeping things organized, I am not only enjoying it more, but it flies by. Mm-hmm. Does order you make know? you guys tired? Like, it, I mean, disorder, does it make you tired like it does me when you look at oh, it? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So, so we, don't we have a culture right now where most people are like really tired? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think we just allowed order to start taking over? God's order. What, what if we started to just clean up one area at a time? Yeah. I mean, wouldn't that contribute to people having a little more energy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seriously. I mean, you look at a, if you walk into your bedroom, and your bedroom is just piled with junk, and it's all a mess. Do you get energized by that? No, 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 not at all. No, you get tired by it. Yeah, usually you feel like, you're, where do we start? Yeah. You know, where do I, where right. do I begin? And that could be paralyzing itself. Yeah, you know what? It, it, it's, I, I think there's a thing called the, the, um, uh, the frustrated perfectionist. Yep. I don't know if you guys have heard that, but, but basically it's this. There's people that know, man, i got to have order in my life, but since I can't do it perfectly... They don't do it at all. Yeah. And then they get totally frustrated. They live their lives frustrated. You know, I want to encourage our listeners, start in some areas of your life. I would start, first of all, by having order in your relationships. I just would. You know, another, what does that mean? It, that means, for me, it, it, I need to set time each day to be with my wife. 
you know, and, and be intentional about it. I need to set time to be with God and be intentional about it. In other words, I have order, something that, that I can look at and say, here's what I'm doing. Here's where it is. Here, here's when I'm going to do it. And, and that is a start. Get order in your relationships. If you're single, you should make time for friends and be that, that kind of thing. You know, if you, uh, you guys are, are young dads, you should be scheduling time to be intentional to be with your children, to be with your wife, to take care of the house. Those are, those are relational things, believe it or not. And, and if you're not intentional about them, you're out of order. If you just say, I'm going to wing it, mm. you, you know what? You're going to look at those relationships and be tired because you're not where you belong. Man, that's so true. And, you know, naturally we lean towards dysfunction or disorder in our life because it, it takes effort to live in an organized life or not necessarily an organized life, but to be organized. And I'm not saying that the solution for you tonight is to live a perfect life and make your, you know, make your bed nice and neat and perfect and, and put up this facade of living in perfection. That's not the goal of this show. The idea though is that if we just go to our default, if we just go by what we feel, that gives way to kind of that spiritual thing I was talking about earlier that it just becomes a natural progression that we just move towards chaos and dysfunction, disorganization, and that's not healthy. It's not good. And some of you may have been living in that. You might even be in that position in your life now where you're just you're, you're not organized. There's nothing that's going right for you. You're frustrated, and whether you're a frustrated perfectionist or just in general with life, disappointed, discouraged, how much of it is contributed to by the lack of order and a lack of real functional living in your life? And so I just want to encourage you, if today you're struggling, if you're going through something, go and chat with a live coach right now at HopeNet360.com. Just start talking. Start that conversation and say, hey, I just need to make a change in my life. And they'll be there to listen to you, to encourage you, to pray with you, maybe give you some ideas and things that they have done in their life to kind of change perspective and make some changes in their life as well. The conversation will continue here on HopeNet Radio. If you're going through something tonight, a live coach is waiting to talk to you at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at hopenet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. Jeff, Jason, DW with you tonight. Join us on the tweet back. Use the hashtag HNRTB. And tonight we're talking about order and chaos, dysfunction, all that. Every day in our world we see dysfunction. And guys, the spirit of the air, Ephesians 2, starting at verse 2, talks about this very thing. Uh, you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you were once in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. And Dave, you talk so much about this, how Satan works from the body to the mind. How we feel dictates or it drives our response to the things of this world. And we've seen dysfunction. We've seen, you know, rioting and people that are just, they do things that don't seem rational. They don't seem thought through. And that's a lot of times what happens when we go by our feelings and how we feel. And that's where we get caught up in that dysfunction and that chaos. And I wonder, can you just share a little bit about this passage and some of your insights there? You know, your gut reaction needs training. It isn't all about you. And when you make anything all about you, you're going to be in trouble. That's what the children of disobedience do. What they're basically saying is everything in this world is about me. And I need to make it about me. If, if you don't respect me, if you don't treat me the way I want to be treated, if you don't, you know, it's all about me. And when we do that, that is exactly what, you know, Satan becomes our cheerleader going, yeah, man, that's right. It has to be all about you. It can't be about it. Well, what about all the other billion people on the planet? You know, what if everybody made it about them? That's how you get in trouble. And that's how chaos starts, because then all of a sudden there's manipulation and there's wars, there's rumors of wars, there's there's might making right. There's, you know, there's got to be an order outside of us. There has to be. And there is. God created the whole thing. And what happens is if you live according to your passions of the flesh, I mean, my flesh has has passions. I mean, I'm an old football hockey player and I, I just bust a stick over a guy's head. And, you know, I, I mean, you have that stuff in there for some reason. I don't even know why. What you have to do is understand, no, there are rules to the game. And I need to submit to the rules. Even though I want to take this stick and bash over this guy's head, I need, to, I need to not do that because it would be improper to do that. And I need to live by the rules. And when I, when I actually live by the rules, everybody could play the game. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then everybody gets a, not only gets along, but it just functions well. Yeah. 
you know, and, and people are enjoy it more and it just flows, yeah. you know, but then you take that out and all of a sudden then you have chaos again. Yep. Yeah, you, you can't, each man can't do what is right in their own eyes. Let, let me ask you this, I, uh, both you guys, let's say, I, I want you to play a game of football with me. Yeah. All right, so we're going to go to a field. Oh, and by the way, I made some changes to the field. There are no lines on it. Huh. Okay. There are no out of bounds. There are no touchdowns. There are no field goals. There's no touchdowns? I really don't care how many people. How do people no, score? No, But look, are you going to start giving me rules here? Well, no, I just want to we're, win we're the game. Play, I thought We're going to play football, but I, I'm getting rid of the lines, and I'm getting rid of some of those things that are just, you know, that really get in the way a little bit of us enjoying life without all these parameters. So you just want me to hit you? <laughs> well, I guess. I, the bottom line is I just described something that makes no sense to anybody. Yeah, almost like cricket. Yeah, yeah almost, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah kind of. It's, it's, it, yeah, right, Jason, on that one. Uh, the, the bottom line really is the reason it makes no sense is because you cannot play a game without parameters and rules and designations. You can't do it. Yeah. It's not just you take a bunch of guys and put them out on the field and say play football with no lines, no goalposts, and no touchdown area. I mean – how do you play without that? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to be restrictive. Right. You know, I don't want you. Well, no. If you look at the NFL, they argue about the, the most minute little details because it matters. Yeah. Right. It, there has to be order. They have to have guys out there in striped uniforms. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason they have those guys is because those guys are, are necessary in order to maintain order. Right. To make sure that the game can be played. That's all. And, and to think any other way of it doesn't work. Now, I grew up in Chicago, and we used to have a lot of bat street basketball. There were no refs. Let me tell you, those were physical games mm-hmm. when there were no refs. I mean, you, you ended up, you had to come up with some kind of rule. So it was like no blood, no foul kind of rule. <laughs> do you know how much damage you could do to a guy without blood? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. so people were, I mean, it was oh, like yeah. playing against bulldozers out there. You, you were just, there was a whole nother idea of basketball a whole other meaning to drive another idea there you know and and if you really look at some of the courts we played on there were no lines on the courts; they were all worn out there, there were no out of bounds hmm, right. there were no refs i want to tell you something those games often degenerated into fisticuffs often fisticuffs yeah fisticuffs, fisticuffs. don't you guys use that word oh yeah fights they, nice. they they ended up they ended up being fights like why because it was chaos yeah and everybody was going, you fouled me. I did not. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Bam. You know, that's the end of that one. I'm stronger than you. <laughs> Wait a minute. You can't play this way. Yeah. I'm going to take my ball and go home. It's not your ball anymore. Yeah. <laughs> well, now, now you got. Oh, snap. See what I'm talking about? You've you got to have order. Yeah. Uh-huh. And when you put lines on the court and you put people there that say, here are the rules and we're going to enforce the rules, you can actually play basketball. Mm-hmm. And enjoy it. And enjoy it. Yeah. You know how many people are going through the game of life and not enjoying it? And what they're saying is. I want the lines off. I don't want any touchdowns. I don't want any rules. But I want to enjoy the game. And, and they've got billions of others saying the same thing. I want to enjoy the game, but I don't want any rules. And I'm looking at them thinking, that's nuts. You're not playing football. I don't know what you're doing, but you can't call it football anymore because football is defined by its rules. Yeah. And that's why it's not baseball because there's different rules. <laughs> and that's why it's not rugby, different rules. That's why it's not cricket. Different rules. Are there rules in cricket? I don't know. Anyway, whatever the case. Whatever the case. We're married. We're from the United States. We have That's no right. idea what cricket really is. I, I thought it was an animal, actually. I, yeah. No idea. Insect. Yeah. Cricket. Yeah. But the, the bottom line really is it, that's how silly life has gotten. We, we come and we say, boy, I, want, I really want to play the game of life, but don't put those lines on there. And God must look at us and go, are you kidding me? Yeah. How in the world are you going to play? Because now you're just out there running around like fools, doing whatever you want. And Satan's going, yeah, isn't this great? This is freedom, man. Yeah. No, 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 no. This is nuts. This is chaos. And we need to start acknowledging that there is a God and we're not him. And there is an order. There is a way that he made it. Well, we got big trouble. Mm -hmm. And it's going to end up in places like Ferguson and Baltimore and in my lifetime, Kent State University and, you know, other places that had riots and killings. And, you know, you you think Satan cares if in Baltimore, you know, let's go loot the 7-Eleven and the the pharmacy, you know, the CVS or whatever. Let's Let's go destroy that. All right. Now you need a prescription tomorrow. Where are you getting it? You know, you just destroy it. And Satan's going, ha ha, 
Yeah. You, know, you just destroyed part of your life. Yeah. Let's go, let's go do this and throw rocks and kill some people. Oh, good, Satan says, you know. Yeah. More chaos the better. You're, you're killing people now. Yeah. That's great. You know, Satan doesn't care. He just kind of winds us up and lets us go into our own little chaotic world. Uh, one of the best things we can do is start um, really realizing that there is a God. He created a certain way. We come to him and submit to him. We get into the Bible. Yeah. If you're confused about that, I want you to, to go to, you know, hopenet360.com and talk to a life coach and say, man, I'm just confused. My life is a mess. It's just, it's a wreck. I want to talk to somebody. They'll talk to you. There are life coaches. They're waiting to talk to you about that. And one thing I wanted to say too, guys, is that there is something to be said about injustice. And the people that are supposed to be the ones in the striped uniforms and keeping the rules, when they make a mistake, this is where this, the chaos comes out because we, we need we want people to maintain the order and the rules, as it were. And when they mess up, it's like, well, then we look at them and, and say, well, what's wrong with you? And then we, we react out of chaos. Yeah. But don't we all mess up? Yeah. Yeah, we all do. We're all human. And even our laws, our laws in America, anywhere around this world, laws fall short. Yep. And again, it's it's not because our laws are imperfect. We could have the best laws in the world, and God gave us his best law. But the reality was we couldn't even live up to God's law. Right. We couldn't even live up to our own laws in our own uh, United States of America. It doesn't matter the laws you put in place. We are fallen people. We are sinful people. We are people that are bent on just glorifying the dysfunction and stigmatizing the whole order part of it. And I think it's so important tonight as we're talking this that we got to understand that. We have to understand that by nature, we are bent on doing things wrong and disobeying and doing things against the law that are contrary to to a perfect law. And that's why we need a savior. That's the whole reason that Jesus came was because we, we need to be saved from our own self, our own dysfunction, our own chaos. And so as we wrap up the show tonight, be a part of this conversation. Share your thoughts on the tweet back. Use the hashtag HNRTB. Also, go back and download the podcast after the show tonight. Go to HopeNet360.com slash podcast and subscribe there. And uh, we'll wrap up this conversation when we continue here on HopeNet Radio. Love HopeNet Radio? Stay in contact all week long at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. Thanks so much for joining us tonight on HopeNet Radio and for all your comments and your emails connecting with us. It's so good to hear from you guys and have your voice on the conversation. Some really great conversation going on. And going back to that mom in Baltimore. And young people, I just I want to take a time and just encourage you. You probably have seen that video and you might have thought, well, man, that mom was strict. Man, she was, she was going to pound it on him. And if that was my mom, man, I would have I just run, you know, I wouldn't have gone home that night kind of a you thing. You couldn't, man. She had an iron grip. Couldn't run. Yeah, she wasn't like, yeah, no. go on. I'm sure she had, you know, we always have a choice in our response to it. And in situations that are chaotic, I would say as a young person, I was testosterone driven. I was kind of, you know, I'd, I'd be ready to fight or I'd be ready to run. And, and uh, we just get so charged by our emotions. There's something about our bodies and our, you know, our minds at that age. And we don't always think through how our choices will affect the outcome and the consequences of those things. And we can get wrapped up in crowds so easily. And I want to encourage you young people just to take a step back and look at your life. Look at where you're living. Look at the dysfunction maybe that's going on in your life and ask the question, apart from anybody else or anything else, any other person or even situation, the things that we can't control in our life, what part have I played in that dysfunction? What part have I played in that chaos? And then begin to look at different ways that you've allowed other people to influence you and just begin to make some changes tonight in your life to say, no, I'm not going to live in dysfunction anymore. And sometimes you can escape those dysfunctional situations. Sometimes it's a drastic change. And so tonight, I don't know where you're at in your faith journey. I don't know, you know, what's going on in your home or in your life, but dysfunction is not a place to thrive. In some way tonight, just begin to look at your life and say, you know what, what do I have to do to change and encourage you to go and chat with the live coach at hopenet360.com. But guys, we're wrapping up the conversation. We've talked about one of these things, intentional living and uh, ways to ways to avoid being caught up in crowds and chaos in life. And intentional living, guys, I think is so important. It's something that we all struggle with because at the end of the day, we don't all feel like going home or you know getting out of our job, going out of school, and just going and living more intentionally than we've been living the entire day. And uh, it's, by default, we're not really intentional living kind of people, and yet we kind of need to have that in our life, don't we? Yeah, you know, unintentionality leads to chaos. It does. You, 
because you, you expect something good to happen just by existing. You know, I want to encourage our listeners to acknowledge order. I mean, it starts there. That order is a good thing, not a bad thing. That the lines on the field are good, not bad. That the rules to the game are good, not bad. And to acknowledge the fact that there's a God of order and you're not him. In other words, God made things in a certain way. He made the universe. I mean, just look at the sun and the moon and the stars and the, and the earth, how it works together. There's, there's an order. It's obvious. And I think if you haven't been acknowledging that, acknowledge it. And not only then, then you can look at our own physical bodies. There's an order. You know, we call it systems. But there's an order. You know, you breathe air, it goes in your lungs, it comes out. You, you start as a baby, you, you, cr- you turn over, you crawl, you walk, you run. I mean, there's an order to everything. What we need to do is, is kind of back the bus up a little bit and start saying, okay, there is an order. And when I live in any way out of order, what happens is my life gets the fruit of craziness that goes on. I mean, I get tired. It doesn't work. So start then choosing some things. Get your relationships in order. In other words, if, if you're married, you know, get your relationship with your spouse in order. If, friends, get your relationship with mom and dad. Get your relationships in order first. First with God, then with people. And then take on one project at a time and say, you know what? I, I need to get this part of my life in order and this part. And if you don't know how to do that, there are some people that are really, really good at it. Go ask them. You know, they'll help you. And, and then begin to live within the order that will allow you to both rest and enjoy and be productive. Yeah. And you will find things will change. It, it's not, and when you disagree with somebody, there's always an orderly way to do that. Mm-hmm. You, you don't go out and just throw a right hook at their face, you know, and say, I disagree with you. Bam, you're down. Now I win. That, that isn't how we do it. There's a way to do it. Uh, look at Jesus. He disagreed with the religious people of his day. Look what he did. Eventually he wins, by the way. And he gave us a pattern. There's an order. There's a way to do it. And I want to encourage our listeners to start moving towards that order. Jason, do you think that people who don't know who God is or understand who he is, do you think there's some kind of a pressure on them, the, the onus on them to dole out the consequences to people who don't measure up to our standards? You know, say in these examples, you know, the police officers didn't live up to their their job, I guess, in, in their sense or do the right thing, what they thought was the right thing. So now they have to be the one that carries out the punishment versus those who do know God that they can have a peace in that situation and kind of a level head and a rational way of thinking that it's not really up to them to punish, but it is, you know, up to them to maybe protest peacefully. And, you know, in those situations where you feel like it's chaotic, do you think there's like a different response in people who both know God or that don't know God? I, I would say at the core of it, I would say yes and no. I think, I think in this situation, the most recently with Baltimore, that the people that were trying to enforce you know, the rules, you know, whether or not they're a believer or not, I think they had the same response because they see that the chaos that came about didn't make sense. And I think that all of us at some point see that in our life. And that's what draws us to who Jesus is. You know, that's how we, how we see who God is, is because God has designed everything to have order. And so all of us are drawn to order because that's the way God intended it to be. And so when we think about different situations and the way that we respond, I think you know, deep inside, our response is to want order as opposed to reject order. And even after we do something that may have been chaotic, we look back upon it as like, man, that might that probably was fairly stupid of me to do. And 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 we kind of bring about this. So I think whether whether you're a non-believer or a believer, I think at the core of it, God is revealing Himself through that order. You know, I mean, you look at even Psalms. This is a verse I love. Psalm 1611 says, You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy, and at your right hands are at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. You know, the way that God intended it is for us to enjoy life, to enjoy pleasure, but to do that within the context of order. You know, and as we talked about throughout this whole show, when there is order, we actually enjoy life more. We enjoy the things that we do more. We look forward to it more. You know, we don't wake up saying, man, I got to go to work today. Yeah. If there's order and if everything is is set in place, we're like, man, I'm excited. Let me go and get stuff done, <laughs> you know, and, and we enjoy it more. And I think the reason that is, is because that's how God intended it to be. The sooner we can grasp that, and like Dave was saying, start putting order in our life, I think the more that we'll see God at work in our lives and the more that we actually enjoy the things that we do and the people that we are in relationship with. And that's the profound thing about order, you know, is that on the outside, it almost looks like it's restricting us. But 
really it's it's freeing us. Mm-hmm. It's giving us that freedom to actually enjoy life. Very much. That is so true. Man, knowing God, understand one thing about God. When you know God, you are in a relationship with a guy who sees everything from start to finish. He sees the full picture. And so when you talk about guys in the Bible, whether it was Paul or Peter or any of these guys that walked the streets with Jesus or who lived after Jesus was there, and, and some of many, many of those, all of his disciples who went through trials and then were essentially killed because of their following of Jesus, they had a peace. They had a, an understanding that, you know what, even if people hurt me, even if people kill me, you know, if, if what I stand for, if it ends up costing me my life, That's not really the worst thing that can happen. They have an understanding that God sees the full picture. And I think in these situations when there's chaos, it can be so easy to just burst out and respond in how I'm feeling. But when we know really who God is, when we understand that he sees that full picture, we don't have to retaliate. We don't even have to put up our fists and fight back. We can understand that, you know what, even if this thing costs my life, that God is in control. And it's not all about me. And I think that's where we get wrapped up in, in this world. It's so easy to do that in America and just say, man, well, it, this person is doing this to me at work. This is so unfair. It's so unjust. I'm being persecuted. I'm being you know, ostracized. They're, they're excluding me from this social group or, or whatever, this decision that's being made. I'm just being left out. And it's so mean. It's so cruel. And you know, we can get so focused on that feeling, that anger. And you know what? We need to just sometimes take a step back and say, you know, maybe it's not that big of a deal. Maybe God is just going to work this thing out. He's going to show me more of who he is. He's going to help me build some character things in me that I need to understand in my life. And so just having that understanding is so, for me, it's so much more real when I have a faith in God. If I didn't have, if I didn't have God in my life, man, I'd be responding just exactly how I feel. And a lot of times that would get me in trouble. That would, you know, thankfully that young man had a mom who came in his life in Baltimore and, and just came out on the streets and just <laughs> brought him back to where he needed to be in a place where he was thinking about how am I going to respond to this in a way that's not going to get me in some ways put in jail or maybe even killed. Who knows? I mean, we just, we could follow our emotions right off of a cliff and that's where the crowd kind of goes sometimes. And it's so important as we're talking in these shows that you guys take a step back and just just understand a little bit of who God is. And I just want to encourage you, you can always chat with the live coach if you have any questions or just some things you need to talk about right now at HopeNet360.com. Thanks so much for joining us on the show this week. We'll see you guys online and next week. Bye. Later. 